Enforcing Christ's Victory to Earth, Part 5, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. As spoken of in the beginning of this series, there are two different kingdoms, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light, two sets of knowledge, the intelligence of God, the basis of one, the intelligence of Satan, the knowledge of the world. Two completely different species of man are on the planet, one born through Adam, who sold his birthright and inheritance to Satan and became crossbred with angels, the other born through the Word and newly spoken into being, through the end-time knowledge of God, as revealed by the Holy Spirit. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. There are subsequently two different bodies of people occupying the earth today, the body of Christ, the body of Satan. There are also two sets of both spiritual and physical laws that govern humanity. The people of Adam are guided by the laws of this world. These laws consist of those made by man, along with the spiritual laws set in place by Satan. All obey man-made laws for the sake of order, but not so spiritual law. You see, Satan's law states you cannot walk on water, you cannot walk through walls, you cannot be put to death and come back up to life. But can you? The other body is under kingdom law. They were born through the word, who did all those very things. He walked as easily on water as he did land, passed through walls, and rose from the dead. His children are in his image. As they mature, who knows what they will do? John chapter 14 verse 12 Most assuredly, I, Jesus, say to you, he who believes in me, The works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. He would become a sacrifice for man to set him free of the enemy, free of sin and death, free from the wrath of God because of the choice humanity made, free to be all they were created to be. Think about this. The laws of the kingdom are so much different than the laws of the world. For example, among kingdom law, there is one that states, Through God, all things are possible. There is another that says, Be it as you believe. As they grow, they will not step out in what their father's law decrees they can do. Will this not increase their ability way beyond what is known now? They are born with God's law written on their hearts and minds, so they can with confidence accomplish all things through them. The law, the new creature walks by, has precedence over the laws of the world, because their father's sovereignty always backs it. Luke chapter 21 verse 33 Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, 
but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So, if their father tells them they can do something, they can. It's law. Nothing can hinder them. It is written. It is done. God spoke it. So in His sovereignty, let it be. Being born through the Word, it was their father that in Scripture turned water to wine for a wedding party. Jesus was not bound to the world. Therefore, He was not held captive by Satan's laws either. Before His final act on earth, He turned wine into blood as He dined with His disciples at their last supper together. Here is the point I am making. People physically drank the wine at the wedding and said it was the very best. Likewise, as the new creature, born through today's message, drinks the wine of the new covenant, it physically enters them as real blood. Blood with the Father's life and characteristics within it. He genetically becomes a part of their physical makeup, returning them to the state of truly being His children his heirs, the children of the kingdom of God. This is a complete miracle in the eyes of man, but quite easy for the Creator that perfectly calculated how to make all things in the beginning. Because man has reasoned from the limited knowledge of Satan, these things seem quite impossible. Blood created through wine. You see, Satan himself cannot create life only alter what God has already made. Remember the law, all things are possible with God. And he said, Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 28. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. John chapter 6, verse 53. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. We see from Scripture His disciples ate from His flesh and drank of His blood, becoming His children. But still, they were different from those today. The Lord told them in Matthew chapter 20, verse 23, they would drink the same cup He drank and be baptized with the same baptism, meaning, as He was a sacrifice for man, they would be also. As a new creature... First fruits of the knowledge of God released in that age, they had their part to fulfill in God's plan for man's restoration. They also became the fulfillment of the law, stating, Unless a seed be sown to the ground and die, it cannot come back more fruitful. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 36 Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. John chapter 12, verse 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But 
If it dies, it produces much grain. They, and many, since have been sown to the ground with the intent that the greatest harvest ever will grow on the earth. Through the latter reign of truth, released and taught today, the way has been made. The seeds have been planted for millions of new creatures to be born through God's knowledge, creating a whole new species of man. This is accomplished, just as in the beginning, through the Word of God. Our great God, that created the whole universe, has had a plan for the restoration of man since the fall of Adam and Eve. All knowledge released concerning man's reversal throughout history was revealed to build a foundation for the final harvest. While Satan was keeping the evil strain of fallen angels growing stronger in humanity through the line breeding lustful, perverted man, God was at the same time collecting those that believed his word and sowing them for his harvest. The enemy, unknowingly, through causing their death, actually planted them for God, who simply resurrected them and placed them in paradise. They are alive and well. None that loved Him and believed in Him were ever lost. How wonderful are His ways! But the final harvest are the seed of the seed that populate the planet to build a new heaven and earth, a world without rebellion, without the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. As these enter into the new covenant, the kingdom law is on their hearts, governing their minds, setting them free from the world's law, from Satan's influence and his law, to be all the miraculous things the children of God can be. As the blood of the Father mingles with theirs, they inherit the greatest gift ever bestowed on man, the family name. They become the genetically strong, for the law says, Greater is he who is in them than he who is in the world. As these grow and mature in his image, they will do even greater works than Jesus. He said so in John chapter 14, verse 12, And the word is law. The new creatures are genetically designed to be able to do all things and walk in the authority of the name of their father, whose name is above all names. Remember, the law said, all things are possible through God. Isn't the law something to absolutely rejoice over? Isn't the resurrected word, the living Torah, Christ wonderful and glorious? Isn't Father's plan for restoration of man beyond anything we can express gratitude for? At last, a species, a kind of humanity, that will bring credit and honor to the name of their Father, ones He can with joy call His children. For thousands of years man has profaned the name of God by rebelling against His law and taken advice from the enemy. Man has built this inferior world on the knowledge of Satan to the discredit of God. His name has been something spoken about in the religious community, but walked on in the perverted world they have created. All the sorrow, grief, affliction, and pain being experienced by man today originate because of this offense. Man profaned the name of God. So did Satan, also known as the serpent, 
the dragon, Lucifer. He declared he would be as God, stated he would rule the congregation of the Lord's people from God's own holy mountain, his seat of government. He said he would ascend higher in the heavenlies than God himself. In other words, he would prove his name greater than God's. Satan's plan to be as God started in Adam and Eve. Yeshua and wisdom were in the garden home of God's children, as the tree of life. Satan and Leviathan were in Eden also to challenge his name, his law and therefore his sovereignty. God commanded Adam and Eve to not touch nor partake of the fruit of that tree of good and evil. The fruit he warned would cause their death and bring death to all of God's creation as they were made guardians over the kingdom of God on earth. Ignoring the law of God, Adam and Eve consumed the fruit of the enemy's lies, driving a spiritual wedge between man and God. They not only lost the right to his name and knowledge, but the inheritance of the Father's kingdom, as well through defiling the name of God and prostituting themselves to the enemy. In other words, they chose Satan over God, totally profaning, discrediting, desecrating, dishonoring the family name. In lieu of what was just stated, let us look at some of the definitions of the word profane, as found in the Strong's Concordance. In the Hebrew Dictionary number 2490, profane could be translated to bore, wound, dissolve, break one's word, player on instruments, opening a wedge, to play the flute, to 2491, kill, pierced, slew, especially death. We can see from the above definitions that Satan did everything he could to forever profane the name of God by killing, piercing, bringing death to the word of God, his son. He tried to forever rid his world of God's knowledge. Another use of the word profane is found at number 2342, translating as a thought brought out, pain in childbirth, grievously bringing forth, sorrow, travail, drive away. These definitions are all found in the curses spoken over man at his rebellion. As a result, he was driven out of the garden and barred from the tree of life. Profane, in number 2470, translates as be weak, wounded, make sick, afflicted, grieve, disease, infirmity, break, defile, eat common things, gather grapes, take inheritance, pollute, prostitute, slay, sorrow. To see these definitions manifested, just look around the world. They are very apparent today through humanity. All are a part of the kingdom of darkness. The number for profane found in 2486 says, 2486, God forbid, a profane thing, far be it. You see, God's name must be restored and hallowed by humanity 
before we can be totally restored. In fact, the first line in the model prayer found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, is our clue. Our Father in heaven, hallowed is your name. The word hallowed, number 37, in the Greek dictionary means to make holy, purify, to venerate, sanctify, from 40, sacred, pure, blameless, holy. There are many people on this planet that do not believe in God, let alone stand in awe of His name. There are those of the world that know His name, but real reverence for it is not there. There are many so-called godly people that also fall into this same category, which brings us to the final number for profane. 952 in the Greek dictionary meaning heathenish, wicked, threshold, accessible, crossing the doorway, to 953, to desecrate, to 939, to walk, apace, the foot. Rebellion made humanity accessible to the enemy. Leaving the household of God, they entered the threshold of the household of Satan. Consequently, instead of being fruitful and multiplying for the kingdom, extending Eden's conditions across the earth to house all of those born to them, the reverse happened. The whole of creation has been desecrated. Satan and man have together profaned the name of God. In closing, things are changing. Mankind has repented and reversal is on its way. God's knowledge, His Word, is returning to man so strongly a new race of man has been born. A new creation is being spoken into being as in the beginning, and a new heaven and earth is therefore being established. God's kingdom has come. His will is being done and His name glorified above all names. This new race walks by kingdom law and are beginning to fulfill the scripture we read earlier from John chapter 14, verse 12, as they mature and ripen. They are God's sacred seed, His final crop that proclaim He is King of kings and Lord of lords. Mankind is getting much closer to seeing the victory of the cross being enforced on earth.